What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the HWS Podcast, also known as the Health, Wealth, and Sports Podcast. I'm your host, William Andres, and in this podcast, we will discuss an array of different topics from fitness to financial literacy and sports. If this is something that you might find yourself interested in, well, this is the podcast for you. Please stay tuned. Don't forget to follow the HWS podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You could also find me on my social media page on Instagram under the HWS underscore podcast, on YouTube under William Andres, and on Twitter under Mr. Andres. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Health, Wealth, and Sports. I'm your host, William Andres. And tonight we'll be discussing paying yourself first. Before we get started, I need everyone to do me a favor and go to the Health, Wealth and Sports podcast and like, share and subscribe. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, welcome. Welcome to another episode. And tonight's episode, we will be discussing paying yourself first. Um, Paying yourself first is a very simple concept, um, but it's actually harder than what it seems. And the reason why is uh, as humans, we have, um, you know, the natural want to spend more money on selfish things than actually paying ourselves first. And and I'm going to explain what I mean by that. Um. So if if you work at your job, you know, you're working at your job to make a decent paycheck. And at the end of every month, you take that money that you get from your job and you pay your bills. After you pay all of your bills, all of that money that you spent, you'll never see that money again. So you'll spend all of that money uh, paying your bills and you never see that money again. So you technically didn't really make any money that month. You just made some money just enough to pay all of your bills and pay all of your creditors. And you didn't really pay yourself. You didn't really save anything. So a while back, I came up with a concept, which is not a new concept, but for me it was. And it was a concept of paying myself first. I decided, like, you know what? If I'm paying everybody else every month, why wouldn't I just pay myself first? And that seems like, like I said, it seems like a really simple concept, but it really takes discipline. Uh, So what I did was I started taking my money and I would pay myself first every month like I was a bill. And at first it started off like very simple. You know, I just pay myself uh, $50 a month. And that doesn't sound like much, but, you know, if you do this uh, over the course of years, you know, months after months, year after year, you know, you'll you'll end up saving a pretty decent amount of money. But what I chose to do was, you know what, I, I decided to really kick it up. I said, I'm going to treat myself like the most expensive bill that I have. And at the time, the most expensive bill that I had was my mortgage. So I figured if I could go ahead and pay myself, let's say, uh, let's say my mortgage was $1,200. I decided that, uh, you know what? I'm going to save $1,200 a month. Um, since uh, If you don't know this about me, I'm a married man. So 
that's six hundred dollars for me, six hundred dollars for my wife, and every month we would save twelve hundred dollars, and we would pay it to an account that we acted like was a bill, you know, because when you send your twelve hundred dollars to the mortgage company, you can't call the mortgage company back and say, hey, you know what, I need a little bit of that money back, you know, what I'm saying I'm, I'm a little short on the cable bill. They're not gonna give you that money back. So we started treating ourselves like a twelve hundred dollar bill. And we were paying it to an account that we acted like didn't exist. So once that money was out of our possession, we could never use it again. So we did this month after month, year after year. And eventually, we ended up with a pretty large, significant amount of money, right? So over the course of a couple of years... We got this big savings account, which I was really proud of myself. I was like, you know, I really saved a lot of money and, you know, I, I felt good. Right. You know, and I remember having a goal of making this account hit a hundred thousand. I was like, you know what, that it would look really cool to have uh, a savings account that hit a hundred thousand. Little did I know that was probably one of the dumbest mistakes that I did with my money because in theory having a hundred thousand dollars cash is a cool thing you know what I'm saying like you know you hear all the rappers like yeah I got a hundred k and or you know I got a hundred thousand I got a bag and you know you think that is cool and it's gonna do something for you but it's really just sitting in a, a savings account doing nothing it did nothing for me. Yeah, I knew that I had money for a rainy day, but I had way too much money. You know, there's no way that you're going to generate wealth by having that much money in your bank account and is doing nothing. The average uh, interest rate for a savings account, I believe, across the country is point zero zero five. So you're getting 0.005% on your money. So here I am, I'm having 100K in my savings account and I'm thinking I'm doing something. And like at the end of the year, they're giving me like $50, $60 worth of dividends per quarter. So I was really making nothing on this money. But I felt good, right? Because I had 100,000 in the bank and you couldn't tell me nothing. I, I had money, you know, I wasn't like these other broke people out here. Well, really, I kind of was because, one, I'm not doing anything with that money. It's just sitting there. And two, that money's not really doing anything for me, uh, which brings me to my other point. You know, you, you want to build a you want to pay yourself first, because before you could even get into investing, which I'm, I'm going to talk about in a second, that's what I was going to do with the money anyway. But so I, I have this hundred K in the bank and it's not really getting anything because the dividends that the. Uh, uh, bank is paying me is next to nothing and this this hundred thousand sitting in the bank I, I said you know what you only need six months worth of uh, savings to uh, really you know that's all you really need in your savings account so I'm looking at my savings account and I'm like okay well I'm, I'm almost at a hundred thousand or at a hundred thousand what am I doing my bills aren't this expensive I, I could actually lose my job and be straight for two years so what am I doing with this money so that's when I got the bright idea back in, uh, you know, 2017. I, I said, you know what, I'm going to take the majority of the money out of this account and I'm going to invest it. 
because like I said, you know, I had enough money to live off for two years. So if I took half of it and invested it, I just wanted to see what it would do. Well, that was one of the best decisions that I made in my life because I started generating passive income. For people who don't know what passive income is, it's income that you make uh, from literally doing nothing. You know, my money was actually making money for me. It, it, it began to work for me. Uh, most people have earned income, and that's income that they earn from their job uh, or any type of labor that they do. But passive income is income that you generate from your money or other assets that you have that generates money. So for the first time in my life, I started generating passive income. And, you know, instantly from there, I was hooked, right? Because after year one, I made more than I had in the previous four or five years, leaving my money in a savings account. And that blew me away. I'm like, wow, you know, here, here, here I am thinking that 100K in the bank was really doing something when in actuality, it was actually costing me. It was costing me because it was costing me the ability to make passive income you know so when you look at the stock market the stock market it, it, next time you look at any chart of the dow jones or the nasdaq or the sp uh 500 just look at the just go all the way to the five years so they they normally do a day a week three months five months or six months a year and then five years but if you go and look at any one of these indexes and you look five years out, the one thing that you will always notice about the chart is it's always going up. Now, you're going to have your peaks and valleys because it's going to go up, it's going to go down, it's going to go up, it's going to go down. But if you look at the overall market, it's always moving up. So the money that I was keeping in the bank was actually losing money because, you know, if you know anything about the dollar, the dollar is actually not worth the dollar. The dollar, the U.S. dollar today is only worth 90 cents. So with inflation and the weakening dollar, I was actually losing money by keeping my money in, in the bank. I started actually generating money when I started investing my money knew nothing about that right no one's ever schooled me on the game no one's told me you know you have to invest your money I kind of just came upon this like uh, I was I kind of gave you my history on how I got into uh, investing on episode one of this podcast but when I finally figured out you know that you can generate really good uh, income from investing, I was hooked. Like I said, I, I, I just had to put more and more money into the market. And my wife thought I was crazy, right? Because she thought she didn't quite understand what investing was. And she thought I was just throwing away money. You know, I, every dollar that I had, you know, like I said, we were putting away $1,200 a month. And I was taking that money and I was just throwing it into the market. Um, now, but I, there is a disclaimer that I have to put out there. It wasn't like I was just blindly shooting in the dark. I know a lot of these retail investors right now are 
just buying stocks and, you know, and hoping to catch them a good run. I actually did it the right way. I met with an advisor. Uh, this advisor uh, came up with a plan, you know, asked me what my risk tolerance was, what my goals were. Uh, so, you know, they, they properly vetted me. Right. So they, they wanted to know what my what my aspirations and what my retirement was going to look like and how I wanted to get there. And after we came up with a plan, they came up with a portfolio for me. A portfolio is a just look at it as like a collection of all of the mutual funds, bonds, ETFs, stocks, everything that you have. It's just a collection of them. Some of them are aggressive. Some of them are, you know, stocks that mature over time. Some of them are bonds. Um, a portfolio protects you from violent swings in the market. So you want some defensive stocks, you want some aggressive stocks, you want some stocks that are going to mature over time. And having all of these stocks makes you well-rounded in the market so you don't have too much exposure uh, to you know one sector of the market. But going back, I could never get here. I could have never gotten to this point and into investing if I didn't pay myself first. Now, that concept, like I said, is a very simple concept. It, you know, it, people are like, well, why didn't you just save? Well, savings, uh, when you say just save money, you tend to go back and, you know, you, you know you have that money. So you're like, okay, well, uh, I'm going to put some money in an account. But if I, you know, if I, my, the car breaks down or I need uh, the air condition and the house breaks down or I, I got a new outfit that I want to get. People tend to dip into their savings. But when you treat yourself like a bill, you know that money doesn't come back. Once you pay it, that money's gone. You pay your cell phone bill, you can't call Sprint, you can't call T-Mobile or Verizon and say, hey, I need a little bit of that money back. It's not coming back. So when you treat yourself with that same principle, with those same concepts, you make it easy to save a lot of money. Now, this is where the discipline comes in. You have to train yourself to act like that money doesn't exist. Because if you don't, you know, you, you'll be dipping into that account. Oh, I'm just going to take $10 out of here or $100 here. Oh, well, we're going on vacation. I'll take $1,000. Well, if you're accessing that account, you're not a bill because that's not how bills work. Once you pay your bill, that money's gone. You can't get that money back. And, you know, the, the, the people that you're paying that bill to will laugh at you if you call them and say, hey, I need some of that money back. So that's how you got to treat yourself. You got to say, when I pay myself, I, don't, I, I can't get this money. I can't access this money. Again, this takes discipline, but it's not impossible. Now, after repeating paying yourself, over and over and over again you're going to have a lump sum of money now this is where you also have to be disciplined you have to decide what you're going to do with this money now there's a bunch of different things that you could you can do with your money i chose to put my money in the stock market but there's people who take their money and they decide to flip it in real estate or get a commercial business or they invest in someone else's business there's a million different things that you can do with your money. But 
you have to do something with your money or you will never generate wealth. And generating wealth requires building capital. And capital has to come from somewhere. My capital happened to just come from my my job. I, I'm a lead casino supervisor at one of the local casinos here in St. Louis, Missouri. And I was able to use my earned income to pay myself first. And when I say pay myself first, I was still paying my bills, but I made sure that I paid myself first. So if I had a cell phone bill, if I had a mortgage, if I had a car note, if I had a sewer bill, the water bill, I made sure that I paid me and my wife first. And then all the bills got taken care of. Now, trust me, I've never been late on my bills. And if I was, uh, it, it definitely wasn't on purpose. It was a mishap. But I, I got into the habit of paying myself first. And the reason why I would pay myself first, because you don't want to forget. You don't want to run out of money and say, oh, man, I forgot to pay myself first. No, I am the most important bill that I have. Now, trust me, I do want to keep the lights on. I don't want them to come take my car. I don't want them to come take my house. Those bills are important, too. But in order to generate wealth, you have to be somewhat selfish. You have to be somewhat greedy. You know, you hear the story of the greed, uh, the wealthy hoarding the wealth, right? Because they're so greedy. They're hoarding all this wealth. Well, I, I, I look at it differently. I don't think that they're hoarding. I think that they're, you know, they've been trained to be very smart with their money. And it's kind of like loving yourself. You know, when people say, oh, you know, you should love yourself. And people say, well, when you start loving yourself, you're selfish. All you care about is yourself. To a certain extent, that's true. But there's nothing wrong with loving yourself. And there's nothing wrong with paying yourself first. If I'm going to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week to make a paycheck, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to pay myself with that money that I earn, with that hard time and hard labor that I uh, put out for some business. And then they pay me, they compensate me. And now I have this money. I'm not just going to spend that money on paying somebody else. I mean, that doesn't make sense. You know, you only have a limited amount of time on the earth and you're exchanging that time for money so when you get money you know that should be something that's precious to you like I was telling a co-worker of mine today at work my mind works in money and the reason why my mind works in money I think about money all the time it, it, it basically determines where I go what I wear who I'm friends with you know and not in a in a selfish way because I'm gonna explain it so a lot of times, like, like say you're making $20 an hour. So you're working eight hours uh, a day. You make $20 an hour and you go to the mall and you see a shirt for $20. Is that shirt $20? Yeah. In reality, yes, that shirt is $20. But the way that I see it, that shirt is one hour of your life. Because you've exchanged one hour of your life for $20. So that shirt now represents one hour of your life. Now, is that shirt worth it? Is one hour of your life worth that shirt? 
Now, some people might say yes, and there's nothing wrong with that. You worked hard for your money. You spend your money the way that you want to. I'm not trying to tell it. This is not what this is. This is not telling people how to spend their money. This is only telling people that if you're going to buy that shirt and make the owner of that shirt a millionaire, somewhere along the line, you better be paying yourself. You can't make your paycheck just to pay the gas bill, pay the phone bill, pay the mortgage, pay the car note, pay the restaurant that you eat out at, pay the movie theater that you watch a movie at. And at the end of the month, all of your money that you've earned is zero. Guess what? You didn't make a dime that month. Yeah, you may say, oh, well, yeah, you know, I got a job. I'm getting paid 20, 30, 40, 50 hundred dollars an hour but if you don't put any of it away for yourself if you don't pay yourself first you didn't make a dime you didn't make a dime at all and if you're not making a dime there's no way that you can get to passive income there's no capital left over for you to invest in the stock market in a business in whatever There's just no money. It takes money to make money. And so you have to figure out a way to generate money. And the way that you should be be generating money, excuse me, the way that you should be generating money is through your job. You know, that's that's the first that's normally everyone's first source of income, earn income, an employment somewhere, a job could be McDonald's. It could be. Uh, Walmart, it could be at uh, uh, brokerage, it, it could be anything. But that's your if that's your first source of income, you have to make sure that you're not uh, just throwing it all out the window. You have to make sure that you're keeping some of it for yourself. Now, when you keep it for yourself, something the the important part of keeping it for yourself is what you go, what are you going to do with it. What are you going to do with it? Are you just going to take it and blow it all? Or are you going to take it and save it? Now, recently I made a TikTok. And I was telling people that, you know what? Why would you put your money in a savings account if you're only going to make like $15 worth of dividends when you could take that same money and put it in an investment account and make up to $2,800 a month or the possibility of making $2,800 a month? That was a true statement. I actually did that. I took all the money out of my uh, savings account. Not all of the money, half of the money out of my savings account. I invested it. And eventually I got to the point where I was making $2,800 a month. Not every month. You know, anybody who knows anything about the stock market, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days, but you're going to make money. And the more money that you invest in the market, the more money you're going to make. So why did I bring up this TikTok? Well, TikTok has an option where it allows the users, your followers or anybody who sees your video to comment on it. I received a lot of negative comments. I received a lot of skeptics. You know, people were skeptical of what I was saying. Like, this can't be happening. Like, you're, you're scamming people. I wasn't selling anything. I still am not selling anything. This podcast is free. TikTok is a free app 
that you know I'm not selling anything on. So I wasn't quite sure why people were saying that I was scamming people. But, you know, it's a free country. You're free to say whatever you want to. But I was doing it because I think that everyone should be excited to invest their money. I wanted everybody to see that, you know what? No, you don't have to empty out your savings account. As a matter of fact, you need six months of savings just in case something happens in your life. Maybe you go to the hospital and, you know, they have to keep you a while. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe a tree falls on your house and you have to, uh, you know, pay some of the damages. Maybe you get in a car accident. Whatever life throws at you, you're going to need some money in your savings account for a rainy day. So, you know, no, I was not telling you to completely drain your savings account. That's crazy. That's just crazy talk. But. Don't be like me who, you know, a guy who was excited about yeah, I'm going to get a hundred thousand in my savings account. It's just silly. Now, if a hundred thousand in your savings account is, uh, you know, just a tenth of what you your net worth is, if you have like a million dollars of investments and you have a commercial property and you have real estate and you have a hundred thousand in your bank account, by all means, keep that. I mean, because that's a drop in the bucket to you. But for somebody like me, one hundred thousand dollars at that time was a lot of money. You know, uh, I'll just put things into perspective. My first year working at the casino, my first full year after taxes, I made twenty nine thousand dollars. That's all I made. Twenty nine thousand dollars. So you could see why one hundred thousand dollars was an accomplishment to, for me. At least just for me, I know there's some people out here or some people that are listening to this that will say, you know, one hundred thousand dollars, you know, and I get it. Everybody's uh, income is relative to what they're doing in their life. In my life, one hundred thousand dollars was pretty impressive. You know, I finally got to, uh, you know, I'm a six figure guy. Right. You know, I had six figures by my name, but it was doing me nothing. It literally was doing me nothing. So I didn't want people to make the same mistake that I made. I wanted to, you know, just give some advice and say, hey, you know what? Go to your local financial institution. Go to a TD Ameritrade. Go to an E-Trade. Go to a Charles Schwab. Meet with a financial advisor. Make sure that financial advisor is a fiduciary. And for those who don't know what a fiduciary is, that is just a broker or an advisor that has your best interest in mind. They don't get paid unless you make money. So if that's the case, trust and believe that they're working on your behalf to get money. Because they're not going to see money if you don't. Now, I had one comment that said, oh, I, they looked it up and said, I'm not paying a fiduciary 6% to make me money. If you're making Decent money, especially off money that like the money's just sitting there. It's not even doing it. They're managing your money and they're making you decent money. Six percent isn't that bad, especially if you don't know what you're doing with your money. You know, they're your employee. You hired that fiduciary to manage your money. And they're making you money. They're literally 
your employee. You didn't think about it that way. You're a boss. And that's your employee. They're making you money. They're helping you generate passive income. It's silly to believe that people actually thought that I was trying to scam them because they couldn't see this. This is something that they couldn't see for themselves. And I can't blame them because I didn't see it for myself either. I wanted that hundred thousand in a savings account so I can say that, you know, I had a hundred thousand in the bank. I'm a six figure brother. Right. Can't tell me nothing. I got money. It was silly, though. I wasn't thinking about the future. I wasn't thinking about being wealthy. I wasn't thinking about leaving anything behind for my children. All I was thinking about is how cool it was to have $100,000 in the bank. Well, you can't get to this point. All of the stuff that I just mentioned doesn't happen if you don't pay yourself first. This TikTok that I made actually had everything to do with paying yourself first, building capital, building a nice savings account, cutting that savings account in half, investing that money, and then start generating passive income. That's all it was. That's all I was trying to tell people. Wasn't selling anybody any dreams. Everything that I said in that video was actual factual stuff. Now, I get it. Trying to, trying to get people to believe you in 15 to 16 seconds is, uh, you know, is a tall order, right? And I don't blame them. Like, you know, it takes a lifetime to truly know somebody. So why would... 15 seconds, how am I going to convince you to take your money and go invest it in the stock market and you're going to make money? Well, you know, there's a funny story behind that because I started to get frustrated, right? Because I'm like, why don't these people see this, right? Why can't they see that? No, I'm not a financial advisor. No, I do not work for TD Ameritrade or any other of these financial institutions. I just want people to be passionate about investing like I am. But what I found funny was my daughter said, Dad, why are you getting so frustrated? And I said, I just want to help these people. I don't understand why they can't see that I'm just trying to help them. And she said, Dad, the TikTok audience is a young audience. You're teaching these kids. Now. That kind of blew my mind. And I was like, wow, my 15 year old daughter hit me with some like super insightful information. Right. Because I realized I am talking to people who probably never have had someone talk to them about their finances. We don't teach this in school. It's not something that, you know, is like readily accepted in uh, our communities, you know. For years, I've been talking to my friends about uh, financial freedom and financial literacy and all of these things, investing. And I think I used to put them to sleep. I think now that, you know, the world is waking up and really uh, being really conscious about their future and their savings and money, 
it's a hot topic now. So everybody, you know, if you're talking money, you got everybody's ear. But for the ones who caught this bug years ago, you know, we're ahead in the game. And, you know, I, I've made some pretty good money along the way by paying myself first and investing. But I ran into a guy at my job and he said, you know what? If your parents didn't start investing for you before you were born. You're behind in the game. I'm going to repeat that for you because that was some deep, deep stuff. Sky, my job told me. If your parents didn't start investing for you before you were born, you're behind in the game. I mean, I was like, my mind was just blown. I'm like, damn, well, shit, I ain't never going, I ain't never going, you know, make it here, right? But that's, that's not true. It's never too late to start. And yes, you, you, if you started investing later in life, yes, you are behind in the game, but that doesn't mean that you can't score buckets. You know what I'm saying? So you can definitely still do something. You can still do something. You can turn your life around. You, you know, this pandemic that just happened uh, this past year has just proven that, you know, wealth can be made out of nowhere. You know, there was a, a bunch of stocks that if you would have invested in like Tesla, like uh, Zoom, uh, you know, some of the casino stocks, Penn Gaming, if you would have invested just 10 to $20,000, uh, you would be in a different tax bracket right now. It's that simple. It's that simple, but it all starts with the simple concept of paying yourself first. No, this is not just a regular saving concept. Paying yourself first is I'm a bill. And in my case, I said I'm my most expensive bill. I took my mortgage and said, you know what? I'm more expensive than the house that I live in. And I'm going to pay myself as such. So every month started putting money away, pay my bills. Well, I pay myself and I pay my bills, pay myself, pay my bills. And I've done this for years and I continue to do this. You know, even as I'm investing, I still continue to pay myself. Because I still believe in having, you know, at least six months of emergency money. But I also believe in having money to invest. So now I have two bills that I'm paying. I pay myself. I pay my brokerage account. Then I pay my bills. I'm still generating capital by paying myself first. I'm no longer just making my uh, creditors, the people that I owe money. Like I said, I'm not just paying the light bill. I'm not just paying the mortgage. I'm paying myself. I'm paying my brokerage account, which in turn is I'm paying my future. I'm paying it forward. So learn to pay yourself first. That's all I'm trying to uh, do with this podcast. I'm trying to empower people so they can empower themselves. The concept of paying yourself first 
is a simple concept of empowering yourself. Stop making everybody else around you rich. Stop making the cable company rich. Stop making your cell phone company rich. Stop making Apple rich by buying every iPhone that they have. Start paying yourself. Then after you pay yourself, invest that money. And when you invest that money, you're well on your way to becoming wealthy beyond your wildest imagination. It may take some time, but you're going to get there. And that's okay. You know, like Nipsey said, it is a marathon. This is not a sprint. Now, some people will get there in a sprint. You know, some people will luck up and hit a Bitcoin and, you know, become a Bitcoin millionaire. Hey, that's that's in their cards. If that's not in your cards, you can still get there. And you can still get there at a young age. I'm 40 years old now. I plan on being retired at the age of 50. I no longer want to work for anybody else but myself. And you know what? This might actually be a timestamp right here. But I'm well on my way of doing that. I'm well on my way to owning some real estate. I'm well on my way to owning some commercial property. And I'm heavy in the stock market. But that all came from paying myself first. All right, guys. Well, this is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening to me. I hope that you learned something. I hope that I put something on your mind. I hope that you truly understand the concept of paying yourself first. With that concept, you'll be able to empower yourself and you'll be able to power your future. So make sure that you tune into uh, the podcast in the future. Thank you for listening. Again, I am your host, William Andres. Thanks again.